The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg, I'm Rob Steele, and we have got remarkably little news to tell you this week because the planet, in case you hadn't noticed, has kind of shut down. Um, yep. Yeah, two, a whopping two news stories, and one of them isn't even news. It's just kind of news to me. <laughs> I, I'm sure other people knew this. I didn't. There's an actor that, that both of us like. But the problem is, we've never really heard how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Alan T-U-D-Y-K. And we've, that, that's, you, you kind of look at it and go, I, I can see about five different ways of pronouncing it. I heard a definitive version. It's Alan Tudyk. I am passing that along now. You can use it on your own. Yeah, not so, much of a news story, but there you go. So basically, he's a Monty Python sketch. That's interesting. I would th- go goes along with the uh, the man who has three buttocks. Yes, and Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. Um, <laughs> all right then, Alan. Hey, we, it, it's I'll take it. And a, a wonderful actor. Absolutely. I'm tired of calling actor. Alan to the dude from Thing with stuff. Yeah, Alan. Yeah, Tudyk. him. Damn, that took too long to figure out. I've only seen him in movies for what 15 years now. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Geez, Firefly's older than that. Anyway, moving on, the the only actual news story. And I got to say, this one almost scares me. You know how Disney's been remaking a lot of their animated classics? I put that in bunny rabbit quotes. Yes. As as so-called live action movies, they're computer generated animals. That's not live action. Mm. But uh, they're making another one. You want to guess which movie this is? This is. I do. I do not because I've seen it. I mean. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're remaking their 1973 version of Robin Hood. Yes. Now, granted, my kids love that movie. I love that movie. It's hilarious. It's a fun movie. And it, it works, but as a CG thing, really? I don't think that's necessary. I, I'm down with it if they hand it over to Marvel and Rocket Raccoon is... Makes a cameo, at least. No, that he's Robin Hood. Oh, there you go. And then, you know, it's like, do it that way. It's like, because he loves to steal. He won't exactly give to the poor, but he loves to steal. So it would totally work. I need that mechanical arm. What? And and Groot can be little John. Oh, yeah. Groot. Groot will be little John. It'll be perfect. And they'll just say, I am little John. That's all he'll ever say. It'll take the trouble of some of the songs. There you go, Disney. It's already written. You know what, though? If he sings all the songs, they would all come out as I am Groot. I am Groot. Yes. I am Groot, I am Groot, which immediately rhymes better than any song in Cats. <laughs> Very true. See? See? We've worked it our cat slam ties, into this. It all ties together. <laughs> but, uh, while we're talking about small furry things, yes. like cats and raccoons, it kind of leads into the movie you watched this week. It does indeed. I watched a movie, which is not a new movie, but there's a new presentation of it. it. This movie is called Fleabag, and it's actually a film of a play. Fleabag, if you are not aware of it, is currently a hilarious show, which is on Amazon Prime, which is created and stars Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Waller-Bridge. English, don't you know, because hyphens. She is absolutely hilarious, and she's a wonderful actress. And again, she wrote this. But the series is based on a play called Fleabag, which is the term that she gives her character. There's no name given for the character. It's just 
Fleabag in the play, that is. So the setting is just a one-woman play. Some people voice some characters off stage, but that's it. So it's just basically her sitting on a chair. Except when she stands up, and this is the time to insert warnings that if you have younger children that you do not wish to view uh, things of a sexual nature, don't be watching Fleabag with them in the room because it's all, all, all about sex. Uh, as her character says, she's not obsessed with sex. She just thinks about it all the time. Uh, she talks about having text sessions with ex-boyfriends who want to see pictures of her vagina, and she acts it out by putting one leg up on the chair that she was standing, mimicking pulling down her pants. She does not pull over down her pants. Mimicking pulling aside her panties and mimicking putting her phone down to take various pictures at different angles to make sure she gets a perfect picture. Uh... That's just one of the, I don't know, hundred highlights. And the Academy of... Award goes too. <laughs> yeah, she is absolutely hilarious. She is fearless. She is raw. It starts out she's on a job interview, and she makes some comment about the fact that, oh, well, this is the company that is having a hard time getting people because they had a sexual harassment case, and the guy acknowledges it, and they go on, and things get things kind of go off track because she's talking about how hot she is, and she's you can actually see that she's. She's actually either sweating a little because she, I'm sorry, she's glowing because of lights or that was just the makeup. So they moistened her face so that she would look like she's sweating. So I just ran off the tube, blah, 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 I got here. And she lifts up her sweater for a moment because she's hot and ah, she's wearing a bra. She's not wearing anything under the sweater except her bra. And the guy says, oh, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? She says, oh, I'm so sorry. It was just hot. I forgot that I wasn't wearing a top underneath this. And so... Because of the thing with that they already had a sexual harassment case, he ends the interview, and she gets upset and hostile, and which really ends the interview. And then she just goes off on this stream of consciousness talk about laying in bed and just having to do something to occupy her time, meaning masturbation. So she flips through, uh, not Pornhub, but whatever, whatever porn site that she was viewing, and she's flipping through all the choices. That's not great. That's not great. Oh, and then she goes with that one. And then, you know, it's like, oh, it wasn't perfect, but it was okay. And then she rolls over and says goodnight to her boyfriend. And her boyfriend says oh. that was the last straw. Yeah, because things really aren't great. So her boyfriend breaks up with her on the spot. And then she talks about their relationship. And then she talks about all these random encounters she has. And she talks about the fact that she's the co-owner of a guinea pig-themed cafe, which is in the series, which is excellent. She talks about a relationship her very estranged relationship with her sister, who is beautiful and perfect, which is not like the character of Fleabag. Uh, it's, it's just this long, basically, monologue about her bizarre relationships with family, with coworkers, with boyfriends, with ex-boyfriends, with random guys she hooks up with. Uh, it gets to like this really harsh, devastating self-examination towards the end is like, wow. And there are several moments in this. It's not just a straight comedy. I mean, it's a very deeply personal examination of this deeply flawed, but hilarious character. And, uh, and then the ending has a little bit of a twist, which is interesting, which is funny. Uh, highly, highly recommend watching Fleabag. Now here's an extra thing. This is just a promotion that Amazon prime is doing. They have just started this Friday that they have put this up for rental. It's five bucks, but the proceeds from the rental goes to fund the fight against coronavirus. So this is a way that you can stay in, do what you're supposed to do, and at the same time, help fund some help 
against the virus. So a very cool thing, a very cool promotion that they've that they've created. Again, Amazon Prime, five dollars. Uh, since you probably shouldn't be going to Starbucks anymore anyway, it's like, yeah, it's the cost of a grande, whatever you were going to drink. And absolutely hilarious. Now, again, that's a rental. It's not a purchase, but absolutely worth watching. And especially because if you haven't seen the series Fleabag, this is a perfect jumping point to get into the series because the series is even better because the series is fleshed out. You actually have other characters. She has more time to explore these different stories Absolutely phenomenally hilarious series. And again, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, terrific actress, terrific writer. You don't see a lot of people that can pull off both of those roles. Just absolutely killer stuff. So highly recommend Fleabag. See, that actually goes into what I'm doing because I'm not reviewing just one movie. But then again, I'm not reviewing completely any movies. What? Yeah, see, I'm getting weird. <laughs> Considering everybody should be staying home. Now, yes. I, I know a lot of people have to get out and do stuff. Don't get out and see a movie. No, that's not the end of the show. I'm still here. <laughs> Todd's still here. We're not done quite yet. No. You know, it's a good time to stay home and binge watch stuff. It is. And I know that uh, there's, you know, over the past, what, 20, 30 years, a bunch of movie series is, that maybe you've just never gotten around to watching. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes you, you watch the first movie and you go, you know, you watch it to figure out if the rest of the series is worth watching. So I came up with a, well, it's kind of a top 10, even though there's more than 10 movies in it. I'll get to that part. List of <laughs> the first movies in a series and whether they were good first movies. Like, you know... Is it a cliffhanger? Do you, you know, when it's over, do you want more and do you want more now? Do you need to know the source material? If there is any, sometimes there isn't. Um, but it did actually, I, no, I'm going to get to that in, in a minute because there's a trivia question in this. I am, however, surprised that the Basil Rathbone Sherlock Holmes movies are not considered a series. That would I, be, why aren't they a series? I don't know. I would have thought they were because they're all Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and they're, they have the same lead character, so that's kind of a It's wrong. I have not found anywhere that considers it a series, and I don't well, get that. Well, now you have because Cinema Savants considers it a series. How is it not a series? We'll write it on the, on the forthcoming blog. See. Obviously, it's a series. Anyway, yes. Um, I'm actually going to mention actually two dishonorable mentions. <laughs> because the first movies of these series, uh, no, they, they, they should not count. Uh, actually, I'm going to make it three. I had just two and it occurred to me, no, there's a third that doesn't, that needs to be on this list of does not counts. <laughs> um, for the dishonorable mentions, Fast and Furious or The <laughs> Fast and The Furious, because seriously, if you look at the first one and go, oh, it's going to be a uh, 21 Jump Street type TV series only in the movies with cars and Vin Diesel. And you look at it now. Are we, is it really the same series? Cause I mean, the first one is, Ooh, we're street racing. And then this last one, it's what let's drive the Lamborghini out of a 20th story window and get chased by a submarine. Ha, that No, that's not Up, even the same series anymore. Upping the ante. I have not watched one complete 
they film didn't up the in that anti, series. They took the ante, strapped it to a rocket, and shot it to Mars. I don't know <laughs> what's up with that. Well, I have to admit that I have not seen one complete uh, film in the entire series because I don't really care oh. that much. I've seen parts of the first one, parts of the third one, which was Tokyo Drift, and that was enough for me. I saw the well, third one, but only because I was on an eight-hour flight. Oh, a Tokyo <clears throat> Yeah. And it's just okay. I mean, they're entertaining. And if you like yeah. car chase movies, it's like, then you will like these movies even more, but they're just not my bag. The, so the first it was just not. Yeah. It just wasn't a good kickoff for, for a series. Same with the Transformers, which started off almost good and went immediately downhill. So no. Agreed. Um, and the one I just now added Highlander. <laughs> I forgot that I forgot about this because the first one, the first movie is brilliant it's one i i put it as an all-time great movie i love the first highlander movie and the second one what the hell happened now they're from another planet and these guys aren't dead they're and and there's lenny and squiggy on hoverboards what the hell is this yeah so no that doesn't agree i love highlander but i still to i mean i will never forgive them for casting a french actor as a scott and a Scotsman as a Spaniard and not attempting to do anything about their accents. Oh, uh, why did you just change the script? So they at least sound re- reasonable. That's just in, insanely stupid. Anyway. Because then if, if Connor McLeod is French, you're going to have to change his name to Pierre. Uh... The family moved. The family moved to France. I mean, that's all they had to do. Literally, that's all they but had to he's do. he's French in the 80s, he has to chain smoke. Anyway. <clears throat> On to the actual list good point. <laughs> of, of good series. And some people are going to question whether these series are good or not. I think they all are. Um, <clears throat> I think there's really only one or two of these in this series list of series that I kind of go, I didn't care for it, but a lot of people loved them. Uh, coming in at number 10, four movies, because I could not d- differentiate any of these. <laughs> and you will, but we'll, it'll set up. <clears throat> the premise for the rest of the list. Um, coming in at number 10, Mission Impossible, Terminator, the first James Bond movie, Dr. No, and Man of Steel, the first of the DCEU movies. Now, none of these are bad movies. Man of Steel could be better. <clears throat> but Mission Impossible and Terminator and Dr. No all looked, sounded, and at the time we kind of thought would be standalone movies they didn't they didn't seem like the beginning of a series yes mission impossible comes from a tv series but you know they they do a lot of one shots i thought this was going to be a one shot not what are they up to six yep seven and eight coming uh terminator i thought it would be a one and done uh james bond came out before me but all of the bond movies really are standalones i don't know pretty much correct me if i'm wrong i don't think any of them actually yeah, the um, character, the character, of course, carries over, but there's very little. There's no cliffhanger. Yeah, there's usually no cliffhanger. There's and occasionally, like Blofeld will show up, and, but overall, they they basically function as standalone pictures. You don't really need to have seen the previous one to figure out what's going on. And I put Man of Steel in here because it was a good movie, leading to some questionable movies. And I would like them to be long, be, I would like it to be higher up, but that would mean they were better movies. Yeah. So that's where this goes. Um, And a movie that I'm actually going to bump up above these four comes in at number nine, Jurassic Park. 
which I think, I actually think Jurassic Park, the first one, the first one was a better movie than Man of Steel or Dr. No, or uh, even Terminator or Mission Impossible to me. But at the same time, I also thought this was going to be a standalone one shot. That's it. One and done all all over with. And it wasn't. It was weird. Now, granted, I think the Jurassic Park movies went downhill a lot more than, let's say, the James Bond movies, which got progressively better for a while until Roger Moore came along. Agreed. Agreed. So, you know, that, that that's a kind of a weirdity thing coming in at number eight. And you'll notice this is where I'm going to differentiate in a few things again. Number eight, the modern non-Marvel made Marvel movies. <laughs> because they're all based on the Marvel comic books, we kind of assume that it's going to be a series and that eventually they would all get together. But the first in this series, uh, you know, a lot of people go, oh, the first one was the Fantastic Four movie. No, X-Men beat that out by a few years. You know what beat out the X-Men to make the first of the mo- new Marvel series movies? Do you remember which one this is? Tell us. Tell us. 1998's Blade. Ah, Blade. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't even realize was a Marvel movie until the Marvel logo popped up at the beginning. Uh, Because when I watched Blade, I knew it was a Marvel book, uh, you know, going in. And then I watched that movie and I want more. It's a good flick. It was a, it was now granted the Blade movies went downhill. They did. Um, I was almost excited when the X-Men movies came out and then until I watched them. I'm not going into that again. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> now, same with the Fantastic Four. I thought eventually all of these are going to get together into one big thing with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. And they didn't. So they did not. Disappointment. But Blade was a very good intro movie to it. Which leads me to number seven, which I think is a very good movie and probably the best in the series if you go with the original premise. And that's Star Trek The Motion Picture. Because the premise came from the TV series, which was exploration of space. But the fan favorite episodes of the TV series are the action ones. The one where Khan takes over the Enterprise. Or, look, there's a large carnucopia that's eating star systems. (laughs) Some of you know what I'm talking about. Yes, there is. (laughs) That's not the premise. It's it's exploration. It's finding out what's out there. It's It's a mystery series. And that's exactly what Star Trek The Motion Picture did. Because you don't know what V'ger is. You didn't even know V'ger had a name until two hours into the movie. That's right. It's an underappreciated film. I agree. And I I wanted more like that. We didn't get it, though. What a shame. But it's a good place to start. And they do get better. So number six. And this is such a convoluted series (laughs) that a lot of people aren't even going to realize that it is a series and that would be the alien predator and yes blade runner is included in its series uh which of course had the first kickoff movie in this collaborative universe being alien which technically i don't think it's a sci-fi movie i think it's a horror movie but it's a horror movie that even i like and i don't like horror movies it is a horror movie in a sci-fi setting Exactly. And it was it's a great way to start this series. And the first several in each of these, and yes, I'm including Blade Runner, which no, I still can't stay awake through the whole thing in one <laughs> shot. I'll, oh, where did I leave off? I fell asleep. It's still good. It just drags for me in places. But that's okay. Alien was a great start. And that's the point, which is why number six is tied with Batman, as in the Batman Begins series. The Batman Begins. Series. 
I think it was a great movie. I, and I'm, you know, I'm putting it up there with Alien, and it did improve with The Dark Knight. It kind of fell off with Dark Knight Rises, my opinion. But you know, if you have not seen those movies, Batman Begins is a great place to start with it because it's the first one. <laughs> that would help. You'd think. Number five, the Indiana Jones movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is again one of the all-time great movies, and the only reason, the only reason I do not have it higher on this list is because when it came out, it was a one-and-done movie. There was no uh, source material this came from, you know, not from a book, not from a comic, not from a TV series. One-and-done, you wanted more at the end. At the end, I wanted to see more of Indiana Jones, and eventually we did get it, but this was very much a standalone movie, which is why I cannot place it higher in the first-of-a-series list. And by the way, the real title is Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's not exactly. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like, screw your stupid branding. People can figure it out. That did not happen until, uh, what was it, the 99 VHS release when they put that on there? Something like that? I think it was even after that. But like, <laughs> because, because people are too stupid to realize, oh, that's Indiana Jones. It's like, yeah, they can figure that out, moron. I'm pretty sure everyone who wants to see it already knows about Raiders of the Lost Ark. You don't really need to like change the title. You'd think. Anyway, more fun stuff. Yeah, number f- well, number 4, which is fun stuff. This this one is more of a fun series, I think. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer and or Philosopher's Stone, depending <laughs> on which country you live in. Yeah. Um the Harry Potter movies I actually thought were really good. And it, yes, it was based on a book or a series of books. Did you need to read them going in? I didn't, and I still enjoyed them. Um, And Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was a great starting point. It told you not everything you need to know, but enough to make you go, oh, and it's year one of the school. There's got to be a year two, three, four, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of it, you want more. You want to see what happens in the next school year. So great start. Which is why it's number four on the list. Fun movies. Moving up to number three, and it's one I watched again this week just to make sure it wasn't number two or number one, and I can't put it higher than three, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Because this started off as a, you know, it, it's, a, it's a, again, a great series, comes from a series of books. Did you need to read them beforehand? It would help, but you don't need to. Uh, would it help to play Dungeons and Dragons for several years before you watch these? Oh, yes, very much. <laughs> Do you have to? No. No. Um, I will point out that it does help to have the extended versions of the movies. It does indeed. It does explain more. And you're not really going to notice that it's longer. At least I didn't. I've seen both versions. and No, I agree. They, both- they, they don't feel long at all. Uh of course, those were planned as a series, but what wasn't planned was that then he was going to follow up and make three movies out of The Hobbit, which is... That doesn't count. A travesty. But they're linked, so it's part of the same thing. You'll but notice... Yeah, those three movies are excellent. <clears throat> You'll notice The Hobbit wasn't on this list. Yep. Because coming in at number two, and this was hard to go with number two and number one being separate things, and now they're both owned by the same people. Guess which ones I'm talking about. <laughs> number two... The Marvel Cinematic Universe, beginning with Iron Man, which came out May 2nd, 2008. Now, I think this had something that none of the other movies had with, um, because even if you know it's going to be a series, like when Harry Potter first came out, 
we all knew the books were popular. Would the movies be popular enough to sustain a series of movies? We don't know yet. The first one may bomb and they may go, screw it, never mind. They did that with, what was it, Lemony Snicket? Yes. Which uh, had a movie and everyone went, that was crap, and never made the rest of them. Iron Man came out May 2nd, 2008, and we had already gotten uh, advertising for the next movie in the series, which was Incredible Hulk, which came out June 13th, a whopping six weeks later. We already knew it was going to be a series. It didn't, it, you know, it doesn't hurt that Iron Man, uh, the first one, was a great movie too. Exactly. And then um, there's so much to talk about Iron Man, which is not the point of this. We can do that on another show, but just how that came to be is just uh, pretty incredible. And yeah, you know, a, a deep, rich character to delve into. Exactly. <clears throat> they they did that. So good for them. Great start. And that means that number one. I think everyone knows where this was going. <laughs> it had something that even the MCU didn't have and still doesn't, the Star Wars series. Now, which starting point am I talking about, though? Because it has two. Do you go with A New Hope? Because that's the first one that came out theatrically, even though it's part four. Not that we knew that at the time. Or do you go with The Phantom Menace, which is technically <clears throat> part of the prequel trilogy again using the little bunny rabbit ears because you know easter hmm. as phantom menace is now <clears throat> number one in the series and honestly i think it can go with either bear with me on this i know some people are about to go but rob phantom menace sucked i'll get to that give me a second a new hope was where everybody started from from my generation and back because that's that's what there was and Star Wars was such a groundbreaking, mind-blowing experience that it made you want more. You know, especially since Darth Vader escapes at the end. It's 40 years old. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> if you don't know by now... You don't you know, care. It started off the phenomenon that became Star Wars. Right. Phantom Menace is not as good a movie as A New Hope. But then again, I don't think it was ever intended to be. Let me explain this. When Phantom Menace came out, we already had four, five, and six, and we got to go back to one, two, and three. So how do we get people to want to build up this movie? We start with a movie that has enough in it, you know, enough pretty stuff, enough of a storyline, and enough of a cliffhanger to make you go, I want to see what happens in episode two. And that's what this di this movie did. Especially if you can cut Jar Jar Binks out, because and there is a Jar Jar Binks free version of this movie floating around on the net. Not that I condone video piracy or anything, hmm. but it's it's got enough to make you want number two. Two had enough to make you go to three, to four, so on, so forth. Each of them getting progressively better until you get to seven, eight, and nine. Just saying, I think it peaked with five and six equally. <clears throat> Some people like five better. Some people like six. I know Todd is looking at me funny. You don't like the Empire Strikes Back better than Return of the Jedi? I no, like some, some people like Return of the Jedi better. They they need help, but, you know, they do like I like, more. for me, it was the space <laughs> battle at the end. For me, the, the movie... The Ewoks, I could do well. <clears throat> the movie started with Star Wars. 
Not A New yeah. Hope. Not about all this bullshit rebranding because we got to sell the, the prequels because we're in it to make money. Not because George Lucas had this amazing vision of a trilogy of trilogies because he didn't even think not to make Luca and Leia brother and sister and have them making out. I was like, come on, dude. This is all stuff you came up with later. We all know this. Uh, you know, looking back on it, the prequel, the the film number one, allegedly, which came out, what, 20 years after the first movie? Yep. Uh, it's not terrible. It's not great either. It's a fun, entertaining movie. If that had been the first movie, though, I don't think this would have been nearly as successful a franchise. No. Because Star Wars, like you said, was absolutely groundbreaking. I mean, the effects were incredible. The story is excellent. It's not a deep story, but it's a compelling story. You know, it's got great heroes. It's got a fantastic villain. You know, none of the prequels have that. I mean, they're interesting, but, eh, you know, it's I mean, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a phenomenon. Film, not on the scale of Vader. No, basically nothing is on the scale of Vader. I mean... Right, he's the number one. I can't remember now if he was number two villain of all he time. Was American number two, but number two. Uh, that's it. Behind, and I always thought this was weird. Cruella Deville, <laughs> which is bizarre. We're talking about the American Film Institute's uh, ranking, um, which is bad. But I mean, obviously, he is one of the greatest villains ever. And none of the other films from after that first initial trilogy, none of the other films have characters that really match up with that. I mean. Some of the actors do a great job. Ewan McGregor is excellent as the younger Obi-Wan, and we get to see more of him eventually if they are going to do the Obi-Wan series. It's just delayed so, unless someone gets the coronavirus, and then uh, we'll see. Daisy Ridley played an interesting character in the latest trilogy, the sequel trilogy. Um, but, yeah, overall, did it launch an awesome franchise? Absolutely it launched an awesome franchise. For sure. Because even the bad movies are still pretty entertaining. They just, when you compare them to Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi, is like they don't measure up. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know anybody. I mean, literally, I've not ever, ever heard anybody that says any of the last six movies are as good as any of the first three. No. And I'll agree with that. And that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Because when you look at what Marvel has done, like you said, they started out Iron Man, great movie. Maybe a little bit of a misstep with Hulk, but I mean, they kept on building up, and yeah, they had some. I movies liked that, Hulk. I do too, but it's not it's not at the level of Iron Man. Just like Thor: Dark World, not a great movie. I still I think, think it's Iron up, Man. I think I, I think uh, with the exception of Captain America, the number two movies were not as good as their originals. Yeah, kind of seems to be the pattern. But overall, Marvel kept on building up to better and better things. Whereas Star yeah. Wars hit a peak, they dropped a little, and they just kind of flatlined. Not financially, obviously. Oh no! But they Behold, never, they never got back up to the level of Star Wars. Or to me, the best film in this series is Empire Strikes Back, I and mean, it's just a terrific film. Oh yeah. Period. I'm, Whereas, I'm not belittling it any. I'm not. Yeah. Oh no, I know. But uh, I would put Star Wars. I mean, personally, I would put the Marvel movies ahead. But most people would put Star Wars ahead as 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 the I, franchise. I put them ahead because of uh, action figures, actually. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's like the social impact. It did. I mean, the social impact of Star Wars right. uh, to this day is still huge. If it wasn't for Star Wars, we wouldn't have the Marvel, Marvel Universe. You know, we that, wouldn't have these big, grand CGI-packed movies. So I don't think any of these other movies on this list would be there. Well, except Bond, just because yeah. it was there first. It was there Although, first. Although, that leads me 
to an interesting way of ending the show this week because I can't tell you to get out and go see a movie. <laughs> no. um, instead, I'm going to tell you to stay home and watch. I've just given you a big list and, and plus flea bag, <clears throat> but I am going to leave you with a trivia question. And you can look this up, which would be cheating, but uh, <coughs> don't cheat. When looking this up, I came across uh, a number from for some franchises, and it got me thinking. They make a lot of movies out of TV shows, but which movie series that came from a TV show has made the most money? Ooh. See? See? that It's not as easy as you think it is, because some people have forgotten that this was a TV show before it was a movie. That's a tricky one. And then you got to You know take... what? I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to come back next week and listen to the next week's show. There you uh-huh. go. We'll give you something to do this week. Stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Hey, who turned out the lights?